0: Now, listening to the Pat's Pulpit Podcast. All right. Hello everybody and welcome to the Pat's Pulpit Podcast. I am Alex Shane here with Rich Hill on this Thursday getting you ready for week five in the NFL. We are entering into the second quarter of the 2019 season already Rich Hill and if I know Bill Belichick as well as I think I do which is I don't know the man personally at all despite my aggressive letter writing campaign. He will be preaching to the Patriots that they are now zero and zero and the clock's going to reset and nothing they've done in September matters.
1: Oh, absolutely. They are facing the second quarter of the season. First quarter in the books. Could not have asked for anything better, but this is when the season starts getting real. This is where they start building their identity. They've gone through that the extended preseason of that first quarter of the year. They know what they're good at. They know what they're not good at. And they're going to start tailoring the, both their offense and the defense to really support and accent those strengths. And they're going to start with the against Washington in Washington. They have other games following week against the New York Giants at home, on the road against the New York Jets. And then they are hosting the Cleveland Browns in week eight. So this is a pretty, uh, Pretty fine second quarter of the year as far as scheduling goes. Their third quarter of the year is really, really much more difficult where they have the Ravens, the Eagles, Cowboys, and Texans uh, followed up by the Chiefs in that Week 14 game. But this second quarter of the year, pretty excited about it. I think that the Patriots are going to get off on the right foot against Washington.
0: I agree, man. And Belichick always says October is when football starts for real, and I could not agree with him more, especially because and actually for the first time I feel like since we've done these podcasts this year, there's some games I care about. I'm excited to watch in, <laughs> on week five. I feel like there's a lot of clunkers that have been on the docket, but there's a couple games I'm excited about in, in week five. Uh, any game that strikes your eye in particular, Rich, besides the Patriots game? Yeah, there,
1: there's a few. we got the Ravens at the Steelers, which I feel like is always going to be a slugfest because they're two divisional teams. But the two games in the AFC that I'll be most closely watching is a 1 o'clock game on Sunday as the Bills are on the road against the Tennessee Titans. This should have a lot of playoff implications for a wildcard seeding, hopefully. And I will be pushing for the Tennessee Titans to beat the Bills to hopefully give the Patriots some extension atop the AFC East. And then the 2-2 two and two Colts on the road against the undefeated Chiefs for Sunday Night Football. What are your thoughts on those games?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that the Bills are looking to bounce back. Uh, I'd be very curious to see if Josh Allen can go, if he is going to be in concussion protocol all week. I'm not sure as of this point what's going to happen there. That will obviously dictate a lot as to my confidence in the Bills. Um, if I'm Buffalo, I am very confident and happy with the result against the Patriots they held. The best team in the league, the former, the current Super Bowl champs, I should say, to 16 points. A lot of confidence there. If they can keep it going, it's the Titans. I like their odds in that one. The Titans, I cannot get a read on them to save my life. And I think the Bills come in there and they actually beat the Titans. Uh, I don't think the Colts can take the Chiefs at home. They just lost a weird game. Uh, so I think that they're going to be kind of on a, on a bit of a downward trajectory. And I think the Chiefs are going to take what they learned against the Lions and come back strong at home on national TV and really light it up.
1: Uh, I agree with that. I mean, I think that the Chiefs will win. Uh, I actually thought that Matt Barkley looked better leading that Bills offense than Josh Allen did. So honestly, I think that the Bills might see an improvement on offense against the Titans. Sure, there's a little bit of that mobility with Josh Allen's ability to run. But if Matt Barkley is able to provide a little bit of an improved tempo as a quarterback, I think that's what you need in order to extend like long drives to reach the end zone, which is what Mike Rabel and the Titans are going to be trying to force them to accomplish.
0: Yeah, it's funny, Rich. The one game I think that very few people are going to be excited for is the one that we're here to cover, uh, Patriots (laughs) at Washington, Sunday, 1 o'clock p.m. Uh, Before the podcast actually started, I was trying to remember the last time the Patriots played the Washington Redskins, and I thought it was that game where Gronkowski went off and, like, juked Ryan Kerrigan and blew over through guys, and that was, like – Eight years ago, uh, I, have, I have absolutely zero recollection of the last time these two teams played. You had to fill me in and I did some research for this podcast, obviously, to talk about the game and the teams and the breakdowns. But there's nothing really memorable about this Washington offense or defense.
1: Yeah, this is not a great team. There's a stat that I just found as I was looking at their roster because I was like, who's their running back? I know that Darius Dice suffered an injury, so he was out. I knew Adrian Peterson was the backup, but uh, Washington does not have a single player with more than 100 rushing yards. Adrian Peterson leads the team with 90 rushing yards. This is an anemic rushing attack. They rely entirely on throwing the ball through the air. And they're fine at that. They have some options there. But if Case Keenum, who is banged up, we'll have to see what his availability is. Colt McCoy is returning from injury. We'll see what that is. Dwayne Haskins is a rookie. There are a lot of things up in the air for this Washington offense. And there's so many question marks. I'm looking at this and they're relying so much on on rookies and no-name players that I just don't foresee a way that Washington can win this.
0: All right. So we're talking about the Washington offense against the Patriots defense. What's your matchups? Who are you putting Stephon Gilmore on? What's your base formation? How are you attacking this? This, this. I guess if they're relying on their rookies and their unknown guys, how are you stymieing that? And what's your kind of Bill Belichick classic, take away their first weapon guy you're going to take away?
1: I have no idea. I don't even know if Washington knows who their top players are. <laughs> um, you're looking at this this roster and – The one player that I think has really shown a lot of ability is wide receiver Terry McLaurin. He is a rookie out of Ohio State. He is able to line up all over the field. He gets paired up with Paul Richardson, former Seahawks receiver, and then Trey Quinn in the slot. That is generally how they field their receivers. They have Vernon Davis out on the field for about 75% of the snaps, and then they have running back Chris Thompson, who is more of a receiver, honestly. Chris Thompson comes out of is playing roughly half their snaps. He has 250 receiving yards and only 46 rushing yards as a mm. running back. So when he's out there, they're going to try and throw him the ball. So if I'm the Patriots, I'm looking at this sort of – uh, lineup that Washington trots out there. You can say, okay, Patrick Chung, you get to cover Vernon Davis. That's standard. Davis is one of the more athletic with tight ends that you'll see in the league. Uh, I mean, he's just an incredible athlete, but Patrick Chung should be tasked with covering him. Uh, when it comes to Chris Thompson out of the backfield, you should always wonder and watch out if Washington is going to throw him that swing pass. So you should have Jamie Collins on him in coverage or Kyle Van Noy on the other side chipping him away before passing him off to uh, another defender like Deron Harmon or Devin McCordy. You have to always make sure that Thompson is covered because he leads the team in targets. He leads the lead in receptions. So he is a big threat. When it comes to the wide receivers, I would put Stephon Gilmore on Paul Richardson because Richardson's that bigger outside guy. That is where Gilmore can just lock him down. I would feel comfortable putting him on an island. If McLaurin can play, because he has been dealing with an injury, he's been limited, if he can play, that is someone that I would put put Jonathan Jones on in uh, in coverage just because of his ability to make those big plays down the field. He does that pretty regularly, 16 yards per catch. He is a phenom out there, so I would put Jonathan Jones with maybe some safety help over the top. And then when it comes to Trey Quinn, another young guy in the slot, I would feel comfortable putting Jason McCordy on him just because I think that the Patriots like doing their matchup coverage games. And that gives someone for each defensive back to utilize their skill set against. So if
0: the Washington Redskins are going to pull off a victory in this one against this Patriots defense, what do they have to do? What's the weakness they can exploit? Is there any area where Washington kind of has an edge over New England?
1: Uh, I don't think they have an edge. Uh, the Washington offense has no edges on anyone, but where I could see them coming through is with those big plays. If they're able to connect on those big plays down the field, we've seen week after week that there are opportunities for those receivers to get behind these Patriots defensive backs. They just haven't been able to capitalize. We've seen the Jets get behind them. We've seen the Dolphins get behind them. We've seen the Bills get behind them. They just don't have good quarterbacks. and so They're not able to make those passes. I don't know if Washington has a good quarterback because we don't know who will be playing for them. So we don't know if they will have someone who can capitalize on it. But if they are able to connect on those big home run throws, that is how Washington makes this a game. It's going to be because, because there's a breakdown in that New England secondary, a breakdown in coverage that will allow Washington to get these huge chunk plays, maybe score once they get into the red zone.
0: If they do get these huge chunk plays and are able to score, that means the Patriots' offense is going to have to do a much better job than they did last week against the Buffalo Bills, where Tom Brady was, frankly, awful. Uh, Credit to the Bills' defense. I don't want to make it seem like Tom Brady had opportunities to do well and didn't, but he was really bad. Receivers didn't really get anything done. The running game wasn't working. Nothing really managed to work against the Buffalo Bills. How do the Patriots bounce back against Washington on Sunday?
1: Uh, they're fortunate that they get to play one of the bottom five defenses in the league. So that is yeah. going to be an improvement. Uh, I mean, hopefully players will be a little bit healthier, a little bit readier to go. Uh, I mean, Edelman's been dealing with his chest injury. Rex Burkhead has been dealing with his injury. He got the offensive line that's completely dinged up, even though both Cannon and Tooney have been practicing in full. I mean, you have a lot of players that are hopefully going to feel a little bit better against Washington than they were against the Bills. And so if I'm the Patriots, I'm looking at how other teams are, are kind of winning their matchups. I would say that the Washington linebackers are pretty weak uh, in the middle of the field. They have some good pass rushers with Ryan Kerrigan. They have a young guy, Montez Sweat, who doesn't really have a lot of production. But that would be the biggest weakness. And if that is the biggest weakness with how I'm targeting them, I would say this is going to be a big James White day. And that's why he's going to be my offensive X factor. He was not able to fully capitalize on the opportunities he had against the Buffalo Bills because the Bills linebackers are probably one of the most athletic uh, linebacker duos that you will see with Matt Milano and Tremaine Edwards. Washington does not have that. They do not have that dynamism in uh, the linebacker level. So if James White is going to help pick up some of the slack for the injuries that the Patriots are dealing with on offense, if they're dealing with that injury on the offensive line, Edelman's still banged up. White is that engine, and if he's able to have a better day against Washington than he did against the Bills, I think the Patriots will win this one easily.
0: That's good. I like that. I always like when James White's the X Factor because it really does add a question mark to the offensive running game. You never know between Rex Burkhead and Sonny Michelle and James White who's going to be out there getting the bulk of the carries and receptions. And when James White is able to get involved in the offense, it's definitely a huge factor. Uh, my offensive X Factor is going to be a true X Factor in that he has not seen a single snap this year because he's been suspended. Ben Watson Hmm. will be back on the roster in some capacity. I don't know if he's going to play, to be honest with you, but if he does play, if they do activate him and he comes back on I'm very curious to see if he can pick up the offense, if he is a receiving threat. They've basically had very little to do with the tight end so far this season. I'm curious to see if that will change with Watson back on the roster, getting past from Tom Brady. They have chemistry. They have rapport. Watson's caught past from Tom Brady before. I'm very curious to see how they utilize him, if they utilize him, and if he can kind of pick up where he
1: left off. Ah, I would like that. I mean, the Patriots have really been missing out on having a productive tight end in that offense. They are always much better when they have that strength on the interior end. And I mean, Ryan Izzo, Matt Lacoste, bless them. They have four catches for 77 yards between them. That's not the production that Patriots fans are used to out of that tight end spot. I would expect Ben Watson to exceed that in one game. At some point this year, not that maybe not against Washington, but at some point, that's just such very low production. And if the Patriots are able to incorporate and add some tight end production, that'll go a long way in making it easier for Sony Michelle, making it easier for the other receivers. So I like that a lot. Uh, Alec, if we are looking at the rest of this Patriots offense, uh, wh- who are you seeing as matching up well against this Washington defense? Uh... Pretty much everybody, uh, you know. It's, it's.
0: Uh, I just, you know, if one thing I, I think that you mentioned, I think in our, our, our Tuesday podcast about the Bills is, the Bills didn't get overly creative with their, their defensive schemes and their package. They have a lot of skilled players who did their job well. I just look at the, if you put a helmet on a helmet, the Patriots skill players are just better than the Washington skill players. I think Edelman, if he's healthy, has a huge advantage over the DBs. I think that Josh Gordon as a huge advantage over the DBs. I mean I think their biggest their biggest uh, uh cornerback I think is Quentin Dunbar who's only like 6-1 or 6-2. Um maybe there's another guy in there but I can't I can't think of his name and there's not a whole lot of talent at the secondary so I guess the the real question is, is the patchwork offensive line going to continue to improve enough to give Tom Brady what he didn't have at all last week, which is time? Because if he has even a couple of seconds to throw, I can very easily see any
1: Patriot receiver getting a lot of separation. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that this will be a nice bounce back game, not just for James White and the the running game, or I guess the the running backs. I think this will be a nice game for the receivers as well, because I think Philip Dorsett should have a much stronger game against Washington than he had against the Bills, which was very not good. Uh, Josh Norman is a fine cornerback on the outside, but Washington has no idea how to use him outside of that Sean McDermott defense that we saw from the Bills. Uh, Those two used to coach and play together back with Carolina. They have Landon Collins, who is a good, strong safety, but again, Washington does not know how to utilize these players. They just don't know how to get the best out of them. And when they don't know how to do that, it doesn't matter how good they are. If the scheme is the problem, the scheme is the issue. And so, yeah, when you can isolate a certain player against Josh Norman, then that will allow the other players on the Patriots offense to eat. And if you have Julian Edelman coming out of the slot, hopefully he'll be better. I think he'll have a bounce back game. And I think you can scheme ways for Philip Dorsett to get much better matchups against this Washington defense than they were able to against that Buffalo team. So front to back on this New England offense, I think that they will make people remember how good they were for the first three weeks of the season and that the the week four game against Buffalo is not the new norm.
0: Yeah, no, it isn't. And, again, I think we talked about it as well on Tuesday that you have to give Bill's credit where it's due. And it's a good defense with a good history of success against the Patriots. Um, Washington does not have a good success against the Patriots. I think it was 27-10 to 10 the last time these two teams played. I don't think that Colt McCoy or Case Keenum or who's their third, third yeah, running back. I can't even remember the guy's name. I I don't think they really offer a a massive threat. And Bill Belichick tends to out-scheme younger quarterbacks and confuse them. And if you're not really well ingrained into the NFL, you're going to really struggle with what he throws at you. Uh, And so it should be a a good chance for the Patriots to bounce back. I agree.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And so, I mean, there's, I feel like there's not too much to break down with this Washington team because they've not done a lot of, uh, anything really interesting. They just, they're coming off of a 24 to three loss to the New York Giants. They're 0 and 4 on the year. They were a little competitive against the Philadelphia Eagles for the first half of the first game. And then it seems like they've just imploded since then. I don't see that changing against the Patriots. They are, in my mind, one of the, excuse me, one of the worst teams in the entire league. And I, This should remind people more closely of the Patriots' demolition of the Miami Dolphins and the New York Jets than anything against the Bills. Alec, do you think we should go to predictions? Let's do
0: it, buddy. Uh, I picked the Bills to win uh, at Buffalo, and it was looking pretty good for a little while, honestly. I was like, wow, I picked 17-14, and when it was 16-10, to I was like, oh, man, they're going to win 17-16, aren't they? But luckily they did not. You said 27-9, to which you was not really that on in the score, but you had a Patriots win, so you get to go first. What do you got? Washington <laughs> he, Redskins. Who you got winning this one?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know what? If Tom Brady had scored that touchdown instead of that interception by the goal line, I would have been so much closer But, you know, alas, alas, I I think that this is on the road. So maybe the Patriots won't have as dominant of a performance, but they should put together a great showing against this Washington team. I think that New England should win this one pretty comfortably. I would not be surprised if Washington scored the second touchdown against the Patriots this year, their, their offense but I don't think it'll be anything of, of a big threat for New England. I expect the Patriots to win this one somewhere around 31 to 10.
0: 31 to 10. That's a nice, comfortable victory. Uh, I don't think the Skins get in the end zone at all. This, this game, uh, I think they score two field goals. They score six points on the day, and the Patriots score twenty-seven. I think it's twenty-seven to six, New England on this one. Uh, I don't think it'll be the situation where it'll, it might be something where it's like twenty to nothing at halftime, and the, buff, uh, the Buffalo, excuse me, the, the Washington team has not even crossed the fifty-yard the line yet, and they just kind of just take the foot off the gas second half, kind of the snoozer, which is fine because I, I had a nice little reminder in the Bills game how how much I dislike these close last-minute <laughs> interception to seal them up games. I'd much rather the game be over at halftime so I can relax.
1: Oh, absolutely. I completely agree with you. You cannot imagine how many stress texts my mom sent me in that, <laughs> <laughs> late in that game. Uh, I would be very thrilled with a very easy coast to victory. We will have more information on this game at Patspulpit.com We'll have plenty of analysis available for you. Alec, do you have any final thoughts?
0: Let's hope we both don't have massive egg on our face come Tuesday, because we've not been very complimentary of the Washington
1: (laughs) Yeah, I hope we are right on this one too. Five and zero would be a sweet way to start this year. Alec, until next time, you have a good one. See you, buddy. Later, man.